And I think now we're speeding this up here in Germany as well. There are a lot of not only initiatives, but also programs and events where they try to bring corporates together with startups, with entrepreneurs from academia. So there's a lot going on, and I think it's it's picking up speed. And also the corporates know that uh, they really have to support and promote this scene because they can, can really benefit from it. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sofion Chief Evangelist. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Glad you could join us again. Hope you're all having a great week. Things are spring here where I am. I'm speaking to you today from Arvada, Colorado. Looking forward to spring and summer. My guest today is Michael Roybolt, or when he lived in America for years, Michael Rubold. So go by either name. He'll probably say hello. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you, Paul. It's a pleasure to be on your show, and it's an honor for, for me to be on your show. Thanks for having me. And Michael is the publishing manager and editor-in-chief of Chem Manager. And we're going to talk quite a bit about Chem Manager. And then we're going to talk about some issues and opportunities in the chemical space. But before we begin, Michael, where are you speaking to us from? I am in Germany right now. It's afternoon. I live in the southern part of Germany. And actually, I'm speaking to you from my home office. The company, Wiley, the German affiliate, is based in Weinheim, southern part of Germany, close to Ludwigshafen, since we're talking about chemical industry today. Ludwigshafen is, is well known. That's the and place. My, my home lies between Ludwigshafen and Frankfurt. Oh, okay, good. So good. the BSF site and the former Höchst HE site and south, just a bit outside of Darmstadt, which is also well known because it's the site of the German Merck, known as EMB in the U.S., also a big chemical and pharmaceutical company. Yeah, absolutely. I've been to visit both of those companies, and I've spent quite a bit of time in your region, so I, I know the area. It's it's the the place to be if you're in the chemical business, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's a nice region, countryside, wine region, actually, a lot of Riesling, grapes growing here. Nice area. Well, Mika, tell us about Chem Manager. What is Chem Manager, for those who don't know? Yeah, Chem Manager is German business newspaper for the chemical industry, for executives and, and managers and decision makers in the chemical and pharmaceutical industry. It was established 30 years ago by a German, a small German family-owned publishing company. And I joined them in 1994, uh, became part of the first team to establish Chem Manager as a standalone publication in the German market. So today we think we are the leading because we are the only business newspaper for the chemical industry in Germany. We have international issues called Chem Manager International, distributed also outside of the German language area to overseas. And of course, we are talking about innovation today in the publishing industry. You need to have uh, websites, digital products, and whatever platforms to distribute the content you are generating. 
in various ways to to the readers and to, to the customers. You have a very good website. It's available both in German and English. So somebody wants to go there and, and kind of keep tabs on some what's happening in, in the chemical industry. It's a very good source. I highly recommend people check it out. So, Mikkel, how did you get involved? I know you've got a whole doctorate. You did a lot of work in, in, in chemical chemistry in general. How did you get involved? Well, yeah, I studied chemistry in, in Darmstadt at the Technical University, and I did my PhD there um, in polymer chemistry at the German Plastics Institute. And during my, my study for six years, I, I was working for Höchst AG, the German chemical and, and pharmaceutical conglomerate back then, as a, yeah, as a trainee, as a work, working student. And I was working in or for the scientific information department. Then after I finished my PhD and, and earned it, I just accidentally got to know this small publishing company in, in Germany. I stumbled across them at a trade show and they were looking for, for students with a chemical background to, yeah, to, to establish this new Back then, new newspaper for the chemical industry called Chem Manager, which is a brilliant name. Our, our owner back then and, and publisher came up with this name. And this expresses exactly what Chem Manager is. Yeah. I think it's fantastic career move to, to, cause now you're, you're having an impact on a lot of companies instead of working for a single company. So it's. That's right. Yeah. I got to know work in inside a chemical company or inside a big chemical park like Höchst AG back then because I went there in and out. Um, and then I decided, yeah, I think chemistry is so exciting. I don't want to just spend my life in one department or on one product uh product area. I just want to tell everybody about chemistry and and chemical innovation and chemical business. And I, I'm still here, so you can tell <laughs> I'm I'm happy with this decision back then. It's great. It's fantastic. Well Michael, what are some of the challenges you're seeing in the in the chemical industry today? I mean it's it's had its challenges, you know, first you had the big conglomerates like Hoaxed which couldn't sustain themselves. And they, they broke up into a lot of smaller companies. We had this shift from commodity, bulk commodity chemicals, to specialty chemicals, a lot of trends, a lot of things. It's the chemical industry seems to always be transforming itself in some way. So if you think about the issues of today around innovation, what are some of the issues that you're seeing? Yeah, today we, we have chemical industries facing a lot of challenges. We, we just did our a uh, half year survey, it's called Chem Monitor, and we ask chemical managers, managers in, in the chemical and pharmaceutical industry, what they think about the economy and, and the challenges they are facing. And there, there never have been more challenges than, than today. If you think about, of course, climate change, that the whole issue of plastics in the environment, you have digitalization, also the digital transformation of, of the whole industry, the business models. Now with the pandemic, since two years, the industry is facing 
disruptions in, in the supply chains. Now with this war in, in Ukraine, of course, we're discussing our feedstock supply and the dependence on, on Russia as the supplier of gas and oil to the German chemical industry. Also speaking about workforce, we have this demographic shift. There's a war for talents going on and, and probably is intensifying in, in the upcoming years. So a lot of challenge, challenges for the chemical industry. Yeah, and, and coming faster and faster, it seems. You know, you have... You have one issue after the next, after the next. They're just, they just seem to be coming faster, don't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, from time to time, I, I also moderate panel discussions at conferences, and I did so two, three weeks ago at a, a chemical conference here in Germany. And there were a lot of CEOs from chemical enterprises. And, of course, they, they were saying, now now we embarked on on this path to sustainability to circular economy and now we have to deal with this issue of feedstock supply as you said there's something new coming in in the way every every now and then yeah yeah well what are some of the strategies you're seeing chemical companies try to adopt when they think of when they do their innovation you know whether it be partnerships or you know are they going it alone just share some of your insights into the innovation side that chemical companies are adopting to try to try to deal with the, the current environment that they find themselves operating in. Yeah, I mean innovation. If you talk to chemical companies, it's it's all about innovation. Innovation today is the growth driver for, for the chemical industry. It even is plays a part in, in mergers and acquisitions. And for the chemical industry as as it's also a quote from, from CEOs at this conference, the mother of all industries, the supplier of materials and enabler of solutions. It's crucial to constantly innovate. So when you think back end of the last century, almost every chemical company had their central research lab. They did basic research in the companies. And then with the as you mentioned, commodities uh, into specialty chemicals. More and more chemical companies split up their portfolio. Specialty chemicals, innovation is all about applications. So innovation in specialty chemicals means you have to develop together with your customers. Uh, so these companies build up technical innovation centers where they could meet with their customers and work jointly on problems until the products were ready for market launch. Yeah, I think today more and more chemical companies see that this incremental innovation is not enough anymore. They need to have transformative innovation, I think it's called, again, but they don't do basic research in, inside the company. So they are looking for partnerships, partnerships with academia, partnerships with young entrepreneurs, startup companies, even partnerships with peers in, in the same market. And these are the trends, I think, in, in innovation that we're talking about today. Add to that the whole topic of digitalization. Of course, digitalization is a big driver to speed up innovation, to speed up research. 
When you think about, let's just start with universities. What type of partnerships are, are chemical companies making with universities? Yeah, it's depending on, on which university you, you are approaching. There are some universities in, in Germany that are very open-minded to collaborate with the chemical industry. Other universities think the chemical industry just uses their students as cheap workforce which I don't think is, is the case. So um, collaborations between academia and, and chemical companies can actually be beneficial for both sides. And there are a lot of good examples. I think your colleague, H.C. Eppich, he is very well connected in, in Germany in the chemical industry, but also in academia. He mentioned the Technical University in Munich which is kind of a, a pioneer in entrepreneurship at, at a university because a lot of, of students and, and even uh, professors from, from this university have become entrepreneurs, started their own business and, and intensified co collaboration with the industry. You know, so, so you've, you've got the coming out of university, you've got the university alignment, now you have the startup alignment, right? So people coming out of universities, making startups. I know there's a strong uh, culture, especially in the Munich area, but it may be in other parts of Germany as well, around startups, right? There's whole startup communities in, in a sense. They're just places where startups are, are working together, right? And I don't know, is, have you seen some of that? Is there interaction among startups, even outside of maybe working with a given chemical industry? Yeah, there, there is. There are certain startup clusters in Germany built up around universities, but also promoted by, by chemical industry, by chemical industry organizations. So they really try to, to foster this startup scene. And startups in, in chemical industry, as, as you can imagine, it's you don't just need a computer and some programming skills. You, you need equipment. You need a lab, especially when it comes to scaling up your, your idea and, and your process. Uh, you need even more equipment, bigger equipment. You need funding. And this is what, why it's important that the chemical industry also dedicates some, some budget to the startup scene because it's, it's beneficial for both sides, as I said, and the chemical industry is, yeah, I think it's hardly depending on, on fresh ideas coming from, from outside the companies. External innovation, whether it be startups or academia, is, is crucial for the future of the chemical industry. And that sure is very different from the research laboratories of the past. Yeah. Mika, when you, you think about, then you think about peers. Right, chemical companies working together. Is there much of that happening? How are they dealing with things like IP, or does that even come to the forefront anymore? Tell me more about the ecosystem among companies. Yeah, of course, there's there's the issue of IP, but I think the the companies know how how to deal with that, and I think especially when they collaborate with peers, they don't talk about that in in public that that openly which of course is, is natural, but there are collaborations. Also collaborations 
promoted by by industry organizations in in specific product areas so the companies are talking to each other and with the topic of the chemical parks when when the big chemical conglomerates of the past century split up in in germany you you had all those chemical parks coming up where uh, several chemical companies and service providing companies are at one site and that's an ecosystem that is very beneficial i think for for everybody because you not only have the material and and feedstock verbund as we call it in germany i think it's it's a word that's association also common or, in yeah. yep. in the us so the material verbund where one company uh, manufactures something the other other uses it or even uses a byproduct of the first company but now you only also have the verbund in 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 research and development and the whole knowledge and expertise that's inside the companies and they are sharing that amongst each other to speed up their product development yeah is it is it is it big companies is it and when i think of the the chemical companies that are fun you know you think of the big ones the BASF Merck Covestro you think of the big companies and then there's probably a, a lot of small companies How's that dynamic? Are the bigger companies, because having more funding, are they able to do more of it? Or is that not the case? How does that work size-wise? I think the, the bigger companies can dedicate more budget to funding. Most of them have their corporate venturing departments where they dedicate venture capital to either specific startups or to organizations and initiatives that promote the startup scene. But you are right that the German Mittelstand, that's also a, a term that is <laughs> common in, in English language as well. The German chemical industry, I think, has about close to 2,000 companies and 90% of them are small and, and mid-sized companies. That's the German Mittelstand. And the German Mittelstand is, is actually the, the, the innovation driver of of the industry but i think they they dedicate smaller budgets but to to more specific startups and to more specific research projects than do the the bigger companies but the whole scene i think is is picking up speed right now because this this whole mindset is is changing and and all the companies and and all the the executives see that external innovation is is a crucial part to fill their innovation pipelines is it is it local right so you have a cluster and you, you obviously the area the region you're from is is, is probably the the heart of of chemical innovation inside of germany but are they reaching beyond borders are they going you see collaboration let's say between germany and other countries even maybe as far as over the ocean to 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 america or are we just not there yet it's more local well i think Companies that that are that have locations in in other countries, of course, they they not just produce and manufacture products there, or they also use also do innovation internationally. But think about Germany and the surrounding countries. There's just a cluster in the northern part of Germany, close to the border to Belgium and the Netherlands, and there's a biotech cluster, and there's collaboration 
across the borders between German, Belgian and Dutch companies and startup initiatives. Yeah, yeah. And that's very interesting to see. I think there's also clusters in the southern part, Bavarian part of Germany that reach across the border to, to Austria and in the southern part in the west of Germany, close to the border of to, to Switzerland and France, we, we see the same development. Well, where do you see, are we, where do you see it in five years from now? Do you see it? Are we at the beginning of collaborative development? Are we, is, is it mainstream yet? Uh, where do you see it going? Think about the life cycle a little bit. It's not yet mainstream. The mindset is changing. And especially in, in Europe, in, in the startup scene is a big, bit lagging behind the, the startup scene in think about the US. But this is because of this whole concept of venture capital funding has picked up speed much earlier in the US than, than in Europe and, and in Germany. But I think now we're speeding this up here in Germany as well. There are a lot of not only initiatives, but also programs and events where they try to bring corporates together with startups, with entrepreneurs from academia. They have a conference called the European Chemistry Partnership that reaches across the borders of Germany, although it's a, a German event. And you, you have corporates pitching there because they are looking for innovators from, from outside the companies. And you have a lot of startups pitching there because they, of course, are looking for funding investors, also project partners to bring their projects forward, scale up, maybe even find customers and, and people who know about to market these products after they, they have launched. So these, these initiatives are gaining in number from every year, actually. There's also other initiatives. I think about ourselves, Care Manager, we have something called Care Manager Innovation Pitch, which is a section and we dedicate a full newspaper page in every issue to a startup that can pitch to our readers, if you like. So the startups only have to have something to do with the chemical industry, of course, whether it be biotech, material science, even data scientists that help speeding up scientific research with, with their software, for instance. So there's a lot going on, and I think it's, it's picking up speed. And also the corporates know that uh, they really have to support and promote the scene because they can can really benefit from it. Yeah, so your company is fostering connections, isn't it? It's it's bringing helping people find each other, which is one of the challenges, I think. How do you find people, right? And I think that's a great approach. That's right. Yeah, that that is actually the purpose of of a publishing company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and Wiley is is a big publishing company based or was founded in in New York, New York City 215 years ago. Wow, wow. And we're publishing a lot of scientific research. And I am in the B2B corporate solutions department. We are publishing a lot of corporate research and, and innovation topics. So that's, that's really our license to operate, if you like, for, for our company. 
Sure, sure. Well, there's a, there's a question I sometimes ask guests, and I don't often ask it because I think, well, maybe the guest won't be able to, to answer it. But I think for you, this is a, you're the best person I could ask this question to. And it's what's something interesting industry news you've seen recently? Is there, you, If anybody, you would probably know something that's really interesting that's been published recently. I have to do with news every day and and I read them. They come in via press releases or I get a call and 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 hear them. So I think for me the the most interesting news is the the whole yeah consolidation of, of the industry. As I mentioned before, even mergers and acquisitions drivers for them often innovation topics. Because, for instance, in the pharmaceutical industry, companies want to add something to their innovation pipeline by acquiring a smaller company, biotech company with fresh ideas, with, with new uh, products or, or solutions. Also, in, in the chemical space, you, you have, uh, we've, we've had the, the mega merger of DuPont and Dow and then split up into three parts. Also, smaller mergers. We talked about the German company Merck, based here just around the corner in Darmstadt. They bought Millipore and Sigma Aldrich in the U.S. and have become one of the leading suppliers of scientific and research equipment in the world. And on the other hand, they still have their materials business. Uh, they are one of the biggest suppliers of liquid crystals in the world. If you think about your TV screen and mobile devices. It's, it's all about this liquid crystal. And, and this is actually a, a very interesting innovation story because liquid crystals at Merck were developed in the 70s and 60s and 70s of last century. And then at a point in time, the board of Merck said, oh, we have to stop this. This is leading nowhere. And some scientists they kept a secret lab and they continued research on liquid crystals. And then 20 years later, TV screens were no longer the big boxes, but the flat screens and liquid crystals were the enablers of, of, of this progress. So there are a lot of interesting stories about innovation uh, and how chemical companies are doing innovation today, external innovation. We talked about startups, we talked about academia, and of course, there's also the corporate entrepreneurship. Uh, chemical companies have their internal innovation. They try to to encourage their, their researchers and scientists to pe become entrepreneurs themselves, adapt some entrepreneurial thinking. Uh, they, they set up incubators, accelerators, inside the companies where the scientists have some freedom of yeah, to, to, to research beyond the application research. And also they invite scientists from outside of the company to these innovation centers to collaborate together with their scientists. And this is why you have a lot of innovation centers, not, not the central innovation labs of the past that were in the middle of the chemical side far away from from the outside world 
but now you have innovation yeah. centers that are located at the border of the chemical sites so that it's easy and convenient for outside external scientists to enter the innovation center without having to pass the whole security and, and safety things when you you want to, to enter a chemical site. No, they are just entering the innovation center and it is much easier. And so that's also a, a, a good point in fostering innovation with external scientists. Yeah, I think that's fascinating. A list, some of the listeners who've never been to a, a big chemical industry park may not may not appreciate this, but these are huge, huge facilities with a lot of land. And I remember going into some of them where you had to, as you said, you had to get all the security checks, all the safety checks, and then you couldn't even walk because you had to take some, you know, automotive transportation because it was so far away from the gate to get into that the center there. I remember that so well. So it's really refreshing and, and it's an interesting story to hear you say how they just push that to the outside to make it easy. Yeah. I think that's, that's fascinating. For safety reasons, you're, you're not even allowed to walk in, in the chemical site. But as I said, these innovation centers, whole new concept put right at the border of the chemical site, easily accessible from the outside. Well, Michael, just so Chem Manager, your own innovation that you're going through and, and the things you're doing, I mean, the, the whole publishing industry has been turned around quite a bit as well. Digital aspects, paper, paper's getting expensive, you can't get the paper. So in your own, your own uh, industry, tell us some of the innovation you're doing to be better able to interact with chemical companies. Yeah, what are we doing? Well, let, let's start with a big picture. Let's start with Wiley as a big publisher. Wiley is investing heavily in, in new technologies because our traditional business in, in the research and scientific department, publishing scientific research, peer-reviewed, that's how we earned the money, sell subscriptions to universities and libraries. This is breaking away. So now you have the whole concept of open access. Nobody wants to pay for a subscription of a scientific journal anymore, but somebody has to pay for the quality of the content, you know? So these journals, they still have to be peer-reviewed, and Wiley is, is really innovating this, this industry. We have a, a project called Project Deal, where Wiley and, and a few other publishers gathered, I think, 700 or nowadays even more scientific societies in this project and the scientific societies, they are funding what Wiley is doing, the peer review process and the publication of the, the research uh, results. And then when you think about yeah, our business, we speak about Care Manager, a newspaper for sometimes seasoned managers in the chemical industry, but of course more and more managers in their 30s and aged 40s. We are still printing on paper because our readers still want it, but more and more, of course, also accessing our web portal, our news portal, uh, reading our newsletters. We are doing webinars with customers on certain topics also trying to distribute our 
content in, in various other ways. Wiley is also selling databases, developing platforms for higher education and professional learning. So this whole industry is in a very exciting transformational phase right now. Yeah, and uh, must be, uh, yeah, I think exciting is a good word. Transformational is a good word. And bet you're going you're gonna to have a lot of fun with that in years to come. Lots of opportunities, I think, for everybody, but uh, certainly for, for a company like Cam Manager, who's well-known and, and, and well-respected. I, I, I wish you a lot of success in the future transformations of your, of your, own, uh, your own business. Thank you. Yeah, we, we do our best. I think, um, yeah, as long as we cover the, the crucial topics of the chemical industry and it doesn't matter whether we print that on paper and distribute it or publish it on, on our web portal and other digital products and distribute them, there's always a need for this kind of, of information. And when you visit our website, you also find, for instance, software on audit because innovation management and tools to yeah, really bring innovation management forward are very, very important for the chemical industry these days. Yeah, yeah. And, and as you said, the chemical industry sits at the center of everything. So even if you're not, you wouldn't identify yourself as being in the chemical industry you're using products that are coming from the chemical industry. And so the website, if you're not going to subscribe to the publication, but, but if you just keep an eye on the website, there's, there's so much news. There's so much to learn there. That's I think just good knowledge to have, to understand issues, trends, topics that are, are in the chemical industry, no matter what business you're in, because you're, you're related to the chemical industry, no matter what, unless you're a pure software company, you're probably related to the chemical industry in some way. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, that's right. And I mean, the image of the chemical industry in the public wasn't that good. The last end of last century, then it improved. I think nowadays everybody knows how important the chemical industry is for, for everything, every product we use in our daily lives from um the personal care we use to the electronic devices we use, mobility, construction, healthcare, of course. So if we talk about progress, there's there's no way back in the chemical industry. We, we cannot go back to a society that is based on agriculture without chemicals, to materials without plastics or so everything is, is based on chemical industry, but the chemical industry has to provide the innovations to make our world more sustainable and, of course, protect the climate and the environment. Um, concepts like circular economy have been discussed on your podcasts a lot. That's very important. And, yeah, the only industry that can solve these problems is the chemical industry. Well, I think that's a great place to uh, draw our conversation to a close. Michael, I'll use your, the American expression now. Thank you for joining. Really appreciate you sharing your information. Obviously, we'll have links in our show notes, but you know, you've got your, your, your website. But how do people follow and, and keep track of, of what you're doing? Yeah, easiest way is you mentioned the website, cammanager.com, cammanager.com. 
just like chemistry manager without the mystery. <laughs> Chem, chemmanager.com. And as you said, there's a German and an English version. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter, of course. And that's the easiest way to follow us. Great. Well, Michael, I, I wish you continued success in your business and you know, it's going to be a fun times ahead now that uh, we're out, we're out of the coming out of the pandemic, able to conferences and things like that. I wish you all the best, and hope you'll come back and join us again sometime. Thank you, Paul. I'm I'm looking forward to face-to-face -face meetings at conferences and trade shows with our authors and interview partners and and uh, customers. So hopeful right now that the pandemic is coming to an end. And thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really honored being on your podcast. Yeah, and I'm honored to have you. So thank you all your listeners who have been listening in. We really appreciate you joining us. I hope you found that insightful, as insightful as I did. It's really great to connect with people who are at the center of innovation. And Michael certainly is one. So I wish you all a great week ahead and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com.